Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 313, and we are moving right along with taking a look at the different bank failures here in the United States. The one that we're going to take a look at today is called Erickson State Bank of Erickson, Nebraska. This one closed on February 14th of 2020. But before we dive in, let me give a big shout out to my listeners because as usual, you guys are awesome. So a big shout out to Virginia, Oklahoma, California, New York, Texas, Pennsylvania, Illinois, British Columbia, Florida, New Jersey, Oregon, Georgia, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Arizona, Ohio, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Washington, Alabama, Nebraska, Utah, District of Columbia, also known as DC, aka the Swamp, let's drain it. Next one, North Carolina, Mississippi, Kansas, Maryland, Tennessee, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Louisiana, Wisconsin, Hawaii, Nevada, New Mexico, Idaho, Michigan, Iowa, Alberta, Ontario, New Brunswick, Manitoba, Connecticut, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland and Labrador. In terms of countries, the United States, Canada, Singapore, the Russian Federation, Australia, the United Kingdom, India, the Netherlands, South Africa, China, Niger, Slovakia, Japan, Uzbekistan, Denmark, the Federated States of Micronesia, Greece, Hong Kong, the Philippines and Bangladesh. Good to see all of you. Okay. So again, we're taking a look at bank failures because it's very important to understand why these banks failed and how they impact our society and our economy, especially here within the United States. So again, today we're taking a look at Erickson State Bank of Erickson, Nebraska. The bank that acquired them is Farmers and Merchants Bank. And the Erickson State Bank, it closed February 14th in 2020. So let me click on this puppy here and I will read to you more of these specifics. And this is directly from the FDIC.gov website. So this is, you know, it's straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So it says on Friday, February 14th, 2020, Erickson State Bank, State Bank, excuse me, was closed by the Nebraska Department of Banking and Finance. The FDIC was named receiver. No advance notice is given to the public when a financial institution is closed. I disagree with that, but again, I understand why because they don't want to run on the bank. Farmers and Merchants Bank of Milford, Nebraska acquired all deposit accounts and 9.6 million dollars of the assets. Now, let me go to the press release. So this was released directly to the press in regards to this because whenever there is a bank that fails or closes, especially something like this where the FDIC did have to get involved, they do need to and should have a press release. So that way it it calms people's fears and it just lets the public know what's going on kind of thing. You know, just to make sure everything is on the up and up as much as possible even though because this bank failed, that means that nothing is on the up and up because this bank did some really bad things because again, the reason why a bank fails is because stupid people do stupid things with other people's money. But this was released February 14th, 2020. Let's see it says Erickson State Bank in Erickson, Nebraska was closed today by the Nebraska Department of Banking and Finance, which appointed the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, also known as the FDIC as receiver, to protect depositors. The FDIC entered into a purchase and assumption agreement with Farmers and Merchants Bank in Milford, Nebraska to assume all of the deposits of Erickson State Bank. The sole branch of Erickson State Bank will reopen as a branch of Farmers and Merchants Bank on Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. The depositors 
of Erickson State Bank will automatically become depositors of Farmers and Merchants Bank. Deposits will continue to be insured by the FDIC, so customers do not need to change their banking relationship in order to retain their deposit insurance coverage up to the applicable limits, which of course is 250k. Customers of Erickson State Bank should continue to use their existing branch until they receive notice from Farmers and Merchants Bank that it has complete systems changes to allow other Farmers and Merchants Bank branches to process their accounts as well. Now this is talking about back in time this evening. Okay, this is back in 2020. It says this evening and over the weekend, depositors of Erickson State Bank can access their money by writing checks. Good luck with that, or using ATM or debit cards. Checks drawn on the bank will continue to be processed. Very luckily, so loan customers should continue to make their payments as usual. Again, I don't agree with that because here you have a bank that failed, but yet they expect other people to cover their posteriors. When it wasn't the customer's fault that this bank failed, it was upper management's fault. I kind of I disagree with how they handle some things, but that's just my personal opinion. Goes on to say, as of December thirty first, two thousand nineteen, Erickson State Bank had approximately a hundred. Point nine million dollars in total assets and ninety five point two million dollars in total deposits. In addition to assuming all of the deposits, farmers and merchants agreed to purchase approximately nine point six million dollars of Erickson State Bank's assets. The FDIC will retain the remaining assets for later disposition. So basically, this bank was really screwed up, really screwed up, and that's very unfortunate. But it does happen. You know, like I said, the reason why banks fail is because stupid people do stupid things with other people's money. Going on, it says the FDIC estimates that the cost to the deposit insurance fund will be fourteen point one million dollars. So that means that you and I are on the hook for fourteen point one million dollars to cover this bank's posterior, and that is totally stupid. But that is just how this system is. It says compared to other alternatives, Farmers and Merchants Bank's acquisition was the least costly resolution for the deposit insurance fund, which is an insurance fund created by Congress in 1933 and managed by the FDIC to protect the deposits at the nation's banks. Erickson State Bank is the first FDIC-insured institution to fail this year. That was in 2020. It says customers, if they have any questions, can call FDIC toll-free 1-877-367. 2717. So not surprising there about that. I wish it would give more details about why it failed. Like specifically, I already know that's because of upper management because it's not the customers that are um, responsible for their stupidity. Um, again, this is one of those things where you have very entitled people in charge of a bank that should not be in charge of a bank, and they they cost it millions of dollars. It failed. And then it cost the American people millions of dollars to help protect this bank and to help protect the depositors. So where the FDIC and the DIF come to play is when, basically, in order to save or protect the depositors, they have to save and protect the bank. I don't always agree with that, but、um, I understand why. I understand why because it would suck. Losing all of your money like that, or at least over 250k. Like if it's above that threshold, then yes, you will lose it.、Um, but this is one of those things where the FDIC it, it didn't it didn't make a requirement that everything be covered. It's not like Silicon Valley Bank or Signature Bank, especially Silicon Valley Bank. Mind you, Silicon Valley Bank is in California. This bank is in Nebraska. So the FDIC they didn't cover all of the losses. 
it, it was truly up to the bank that acquired them to help with this. So again, this is favoritism, but not in favor of a bank in Nebraska. You know, this is one thing that we're probably going to see time and time again, where favoritism takes place towards entities in California and New York. Basically, those two states are usually in the back pocket of Democrats and they are in the back pocket of the federal government. So because oh well also New Jersey and sometimes Maryland and sometimes Delaware as well, just to name a couple more states um that are pretty corrupt at times. But um anyway, usually if a state is in the back pocket of the federal government, then the federal government rewards that state by basically breaking the law or skirting the law and showing favoritism to them. But yet the FDIC and the federal government did not show and does not show favoritism to banks or entities in Nebraska or pretty or pretty much any other state outside of California and New York, specifically California. So it's interesting is that the states that get favoritism, they typically are the most expensive to live. They have the highest taxes and they have the most corruption. Outside of Chicago, I mean that's Chicago has always been corrupt. um but i don't think it necessarily gets favoritism from the federal government because it is so gang infested and chicago they kind of need to get their act together and they need to own their problems meaning they need to handle it they need to address it otherwise it's not going to get better what i'm talking about in regards to these banks that fail is that in regards to this particular bank it was definitely not shown favoritism by the fdic and here's the thing i agree with that I actually do agree with that. There should be no favoritism. What I don't like is the favoritism that was shown by the federal government and the FDIC to Silicon Valley Bank in California. You know, there was nothing political about this bank. Nothing at all. And what's interesting is like, can you imagine if there were homosexuals or transgenders having a bank account at this bank in Nebraska? I mean, if they had thrown a fit, they they you know, this bank probably would have been saved a whole lot easier and a whole lot better. But because this is, I, I don't think Nebraska is in the Bible Belt, but it's it's up north and it tends to be conservative for the most part. If it is in the Bible Belt, I'm not aware that it is. But this bank did not get a cushy deal from the FDIC or the bank that acquired them because they're it's it's not uh, political, it's not liberal, it's not socialist. Um, they're not in the back pocket of the federal government, so they pretty much got punished for that. And so here's the thing. I'm all for the FDIC showing equality. I'm all for the FDIC not showing favoritism. I'm all for that because I do not believe in favoritism because whenever you have favoritism, you have you have inequality and there's always someone at the bottom that's forced to be at the bottom. So basically whenever you have favoritism like, you know, not in this particular case but like in the case of Silicon Valley Bank, you have the government and via this situation the FDIC picking the winners and the losers and that, that's not their job the moment the federal government or any state agency or federal agency starts picking winners and losers that becomes a tremendous problem and that's it that is basically what has been happening in Europe for a long time because there are many european countries that are socialist and so it's up to the government who succeeds and who doesn't as opposed to you know you can be successful as much as you want it's up to you the individual So needs to say this is a very interesting example where this bank was not shown favoritism and I agree with that they were not shown favor favoritism by the federal government or the FDIC they were kind of on their own you know and a bank a a fellow bank uh in that same state um helped them out and that's how it's supposed to be
That's how it's supposed to be. If another bank wants to help out another bank, they they have to put in a bid to the FDIC and they have to be given permission to take over this bank. So you have to say this is how it's supposed to be. There's not supposed to be favoritism. There's not supposed to be um you know corruption behind the curtain so to speak or corruption of any kind. So you know this is exactly what is supposed to happen with a failed bank as opposed to what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. They just got their their little hand slapped, but they still got millions if not billions of dollars in bailout money. This bank, you know, Erickson State Bank did not get a bailout. They were held accountable for what they did wrong, and that's how it's supposed to be. I will go ahead and end it there for this lovely podcast. But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye bye.